Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Devotionals with Ronnie Strader, and I am your host, Ronnie Strader. And uh, first of all, I like to uh, take the time to uh, apologize for the um, inconvenience of the last recording. I don't know what happened. Uh, it uploaded everything went to me. It went well. It said everything went well, and uh, um, when I played it back um half of it was gone so hopefully uh in the near future i can fix that problem and we can uh, move along with the message that uh, i gave last time on uh the last episode the last podcast uh, the devotional surprise straighter the the topic was uh Cleaning, cleaning up the heart, and uh, this this devotional topic is a is called a forsaken God. Uh, before we just jump into it, I want to uh, give God glory, give God the praise. It's it's all because of Him. It's all because of him that everything happens. Lord, just come to you this time. Lord, just ask you, just be with us, God, as a strengthen us. Lord, just uh, lift up those who are sick, for there's so many that are sick. Lift up, those, lift up those who are taking care of the sick. Lord, do you know they're going through the, the everything as well, even the family members who are stressing. Lord, be with them. Uh, there's so much going on, Lord. Uh, Lord, be with those who are uh, suffering from addictions. Uh, be with those who are suffering from uh, from depression, anxiety. But when we have such a great God, when we have such a wonderful God who loves us so much, yeah, we shouldn't worry a lot. But we're just human and we do. Lord, Lord, we just give it to you. Take it to you. Cast it to you and just let it go. Because once you cast something, you don't go and get it back. Uh, Today was a very good day in uh, church service. I visited a a, a friend's church today. It was very well. Lord, I like to pray for that church. Lord, um, thank you for everything you do. We ask that you forgive us of our many sins. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Uh, like I was saying, you know, today I went and visited a new church. Today it was very um, welcoming. I enjoyed the service. I want to. Um, I want to. I want to start, and uh, we're going to be in Second Chronicles, chapter the thirty-sixth chapter, of the eleventh verse. So, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Second Chronicles, chapter thirty-six, verse eleven, and. If you have a device that has the Bible app on it, that is great. But the best best app I have found myself is the Bible itself. I'll give you a little more time to uh, find where we're at. But I'll give you a little history background. A little bit of a, a backdrop about what's happening and what we're fisting to talk about. It's the fall. Excuse me. It's the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, Babylon is besieged. Has besieged Jerusalem. Has besieged Judah. Uh, for there were after, after the reign of Solomon, the kingdom of Jerusalem or Israel, 
the nation of Israel, uh, was divided into two kingdoms, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, one Judah and one Israel. And um, Jerusalem was split in two, and then that very moment, from that very on, since that happened, several bad, more bad than there were good kings, came out of it. And they all fell back into idol worship, Baalism, uh, which was the worship of Baal, foreign gods. Uh, some of those gods were Babylonian gods and Egyptian gods, the calf. The calf uh, the date of the division of the kingdom is variously placed between 983 BC and 931 BC. Uh, all kings of Israel served the calf and worse served Baal. Most of the kings of Judah served idols, a few served Jehovah, and some bad kings were partly good, and some good kings partly bad. And the very last king of Judah was Zedekiah. Uh, Zedekiah was a bad king. He ruled from he only ruled eleven years, short years, five ninety-seven to five eighty-six. BC, uh, he he fell into the, the the same old traps, and sad to say, our our great nation is falling in the very same footsteps. But today we're gonna we're gonna read a little bit about how. Uh, Zedekiah, or how Jerusalem fell. And the reason Jerusalem fell is because, well, rejection of God. Uh, in sin within. Years and generations and generations of, of rebellion. Like I said, Zedekiah reigned for 11 years. He was placed on the throne by Nebuchadnezzar himself, a weak king. In the fourth year, he visited, he visited Babylon, but later he rebelled against Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar came and destroyed Jerusalem, took Zedekiah, put out his eyes, and carried him in chains to Babylon, where he died in prison. Uh, Jeremiah 52, verse 11 this is the apparent end of David's kingdom. It is on hold. Because God promised David that his throne will forever and ever be reigned. And out of that came Jesus Christ, which is now the forever and ever out of the lineage of David. So let's start in the 11th verse. Uh, like I said, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came uh, came and besieged Jerusalem, besieged Judah, besieged the kingdom, and for many, for several years, they would come and take so many, and they would go and come back and take so many place, and then they placed uh, Nebuchadnezzar placed Zedekiah on the throne of Judah. But since he rebelled, he come back and finished off Jerusalem. Like years before, the prophet Isaiah, a uh, hundred years before, uh, Jeremiah predicted what would happen. 
Uh, and also, the predictions of Jeremiah came true, come to pass. Uh, and these are some of the prophecies of these prophets that prophesied to Jerusalem at the time, to Israel at the time, during these age, during these years, uh, you see, ladies and gentlemen, God said this would happen, and exactly what's happening. And look at today. God said that these things would happen. Look at our world today. A lot of things that are said in the Bible is coming true. Everything, everything that has ever been spoken out of God's mouth has has come to pass and will come to pass. Uh, so, let's start in verse 11 of 36th chapter of 2 Chronicles. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. Verse 12, he, he did evil in the sight of the Lord his God and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet. And spoke from the mouth of the Lord and also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear an oath by God, but stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning to the Lord God of Israel. Whomever, or moreover, excuse me, moreover, all the leaders of the priests and the people have transgressed more and more according to all the abominations of the nation, defiled the house of the Lord which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. And Lord God and their fathers sent warnings to them by his messengers, in verse 15, rising up early and sending them because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. Verse 16, and they mocked, and the messengers of God despised the words and scoffed and his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people until there was no remedy. See, God God gave Jerusalem so many times. God gave Israel so many times. He gave His people so many windows, so many doors, so many opportunities to turn from their wicked ways, to turn away, to come back to Him. He would bless them. But unlike their forefathers, unlike the of Moses, the... And and, the, and and Joshua and and that those generations before them, and David, and Solomon, for it was too late. It was too late. There was no remedy. In verse sixteen, it says, "For till there was no remedy, meaning there was no cure for what was this to happen." There was nothing that can help you now. I've done give you every chance that I could give you. And you spit in my face. You mock me. And you say, nay, I will not do what you say. In verse 17, therefore he brought against them the king of the Chandelines, which was, which was King Nebuchadnezzar who killed their young man with the sword in the house of their sanctuary and had no compassion on the young man or virgin or on the age of the age over the week he gave them all unto his hand and all the articles from the house of God great and small in the treasure of the house of the Lord and the treasure of the king of his leaders and these he took to Babylon See, Jeremiah tried, it was God's last hope to save his people. Jeremiah tried so hard to save Jerusalem, his nation. Let's talk about these prophets for, for, for just a brief second before we end in 
the reading of Lord's word, and then we're going to and then we're going to then we're going to finish it up. But out of out of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, Obadiah, all of those guys, all those prophets watched Habakkuk, Habakkuk, excuse me, Nahum, Micah, all these prophets that God sent. He sent some to the northern kingdom and he sent some to the southern kingdom. One to it, some to Israel and some to Judah. And two that I know, one of them, Daniel, was in Babylon and was friends with Nebuchadnezzar, Ezra as well. Or excuse me, Ezekiel. Let's not forget about Ezekiel for, for a second. See, God gave His people, His chosen people, so many chances. Just like He gives us today, so many chances. See, you're either for God or you're not. And that's what He's, that's what the whole point is here. You're either for me or you're against me. If you're against me, guess what? I got something for you. And you're not going to like it. And in verse, as we read on, verse 18, and all the articles from the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king of, of his leaders, and all these took the Babylon, they and they burned the house of God, broke down the wall of Jerusalem, burned all its palaces with fire and destroyed its precious possessions. And those who escaped from the sword, he carried away to Babylon, where he be became servants to him and his sons until the rule of the kingdom of Persia. And to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths as long as she lay desolated, she kept Sabbath to fully 70 years. Verse 22, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord of the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made the proclamation throughout all his kingdom, also put in written and saying, Thus says Cyrus, verse 23 of Persia, All kingdoms of the earth and the Lord of God of heaven is given to me, and he has commanded me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among of you, all his people? May the Lord his God be with him and let him go up. This ends... Lord's, today's reading of the Lord's Word. You see, just like, just like Israel, just like Jerusalem, just like God's chosen nation, the United States, the sin of our nation, is causing us, a, a nation that was built out of Christianity. Some would, would argue with that fact, but it is a fact. It is the truth. It is, it is history. Just like the history of Israel, the history of a, of a Hebrew nation, the, of God's nation, is in this in this precious book we call the Bible. It's not only history, but it's living history. It's living proof of God's Word. You see, this is not a God-forsaken nation or world. It is a nation or world who has forsaken God. God does not forsake us. He 
We forsake Him. For He says, I shall never leave you nor what? Forsake you. But what, we, what do we do every time? Every time we rebel. You see, our, the United States of America is a nation who rose up out of oppression. Just like the great nation of Israel. God's nation rose out of oppression. So did the United States. Out of blood and war and suffering, we were born as a nation. And it breaks my heart to see this great nation. And just as, just as it did Jeremiah to see his great nation fall, it hurts my heart to see my great nation start to brittle and break and fall the very same way in a sense. For I don't believe this great nation will be took away from from a foreign nation. No, my friends, we will fall from within. A nation whose laws and principles are built on Christian values. Just like God's chosen nation was built by godly views. He was, we was meant to be a nation founded upon God like Israel. But we have abandoned those long and forgotten godly views and morals. Shame on us as a nation. Shame on us as a Christian who allow it to happen. For unlike Jerusalem, they didn't have very much say. Unlike today's world, we have a lot, we have freedom of speech. We have freedom to express how we feel, how we live, how we work. How we fight. What we believe in matters. From the very moment, from the very moment they started taking God out of schools, prayer out of schools, was the very moment our great nation truly started to die. A lot would argue that fact as well, but we're not here to argue and fuss. We're here to listen to the word of God. See, we have abandoned God, just like Israel abandoned God and the fall of Jerusalem. If they would have stayed on the path that God paved for them, we'll be telling a different story today. We'll be telling a different story today. <clears throat> but we're not. We're not. You see our phrase, the phrase one nation under God, that's on our nations, anthems, laws, capital buildings. The second phrase, in God we trust, we put it on our money. To me, those two phrases are the worst lies I've ever heard in my life. Used to believe in that. 
And in this time and day, in this world today, how can I believe it? So you would say, why would you say this? If these statements are true, then I must ask this question, why have we took God out of everything? If we so believed in the phrase, in God we trust, or in one nation under God, then why do we not worship God? Those who believe in God, who follow Jesus Christ, You might not see it yet, but it's happening. It's happening. The things that are to come, which God said would happen. For example, the things that we have took out, took God out of, are schools, government, and social life. We have completely become God-free nation, as a lot of people would want. Today, there's a lot of people out there. Not me, not my, not me, not me personally. But as a nation, there's a lot of people out there that doesn't want God here anymore. And that is shameful. That is wrong. That is, that is the worst thing we could ever do. If we was to learn from Israel's mistakes, this is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. So what are, my question is, my next question, if those statements are true, that we trust in God as a nation, or we are one nation under God, then my next question is, what are, and what we all should be asking, what are the consequences of a nation's turning away from God? If you turn with me to Psalms chapter 30, 10 to 12, you'll see the answer. Verse 10, the Lord brings the counsel of the nation to nothing. He makes the plans of the, of the people of no effect. Verse 11, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Verse 12, underline it, circle it, highlight it, whatever you want to do. This is the answer. What are the consequences of nations turning away from God? Here's your answer. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. Let's read that again, ladies and gentlemen. The 12th verse in Psalms 30. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chosen as his own inheritance. People. He chose us. He chose people. For God is the nation, God is the Lord of all nations. But if we are one nation under God and we are trusting God in this nation, we surely still be blessed. But I don't see our nation being blessed. Not anymore. For like I said, we have forgotten where we have come from.
where we have been. That's how you know where that. You know what the whole point about history is? A lot of people say, well, it's history. That's why they call it history. It's because we learn from it. To once know where you was, to know where you are, to know where you are going. That is the true way of history. Israel's history should show us some of the consequences that can befall a nation. When his people turn away from God, many of Israel's failures and utter destruction was because of the unmistakable rebellious acts Time and time again, God's chosen nation would rebel against him. The results of that rebellious nature, you would say, was utter destruction. Captivity for 70 years. Not only in Babylon, because Israel, the northern kingdom, the northern kingdom, was took away to Syria. So many of them was in Assyria for 70 years, and so many were with Daniel and Ezekiel and Israel. Those guys were there to see this happen, to watch their beautiful nation fall to idol-worshipping nations. Ironically, I would say, poetic justice, I would say. How ironic, because Israel's internal sin was idol-worship of Baalism and other gods. Until the Point God had had enough. I've had enough. You want to worship other gods? Fine. I'll allow other nations that worship other gods take you and kill you and burn you. Consequences of her punishment was destruction, captivity, over captivity. As long as she turned her back against God, God would punish her, would punish Israel. What do you think God's doing to America today with this person, this COVID? Hmm? What do you think? You think it's just out of coincidence that this is happening? No, it's exactly a plan. It's been planned. It's been planned. For it was God's plan, I say. And I tell you, where's the evidence in that? The last days. Second Timothy verse and chapter 3. Verse 1 through 15. Turn with me there. But know this. In the last days for men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, un thankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despires of good, traitors of his strong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having from form of godliness to denying its power, and from such people turn away from of this sort of those who creep 
from the household and make captives of goyable women loaded down with sins, lead away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to knowledge of the truth. Know as the Jans and Jamborees resisted Moses and so did these who also resist the truth, men of the corrupt minds, the disapproved concerning of the faith, but they will progress no further. No folly will be manifest to all there also was. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, long love, perseverance, persecution, affliction, which has happened to me in Antioch, Echium, Lestria. What persecution I endured, and out of them the Lord delivered me. Yes. And all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. But evil men, the imposter will grow worse and worse, deceiving and de being deceived. But you must continue in things which you have learned and been assured. Know whom you have learned them. And from that childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through the faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Amen. As long as Israel was faithful and loyal daughter, God would reward her and restate her with her full glory that she should be. No matter how many times she would break God's heart, he always loved her. Still to this day, God loves her. And he loves all nations. He loves all people who believe in him. He loves everyone who believes in him. God does not forsake you and I. We forsake God. Sin. Sin is the poison that slowly killed Jerusalem. That slowly killed Israel. And it is slowly killing United States of America. Sin, an immoral act considered to be a transgression against divine law. Actual sin is to con consist of evil acts, whether or word or deed. When it comes to sin, it is the ultimate goal is to slowly poison you and I. The consequence of sin is death. And that's exactly what happened to Jerusalem as a nation. It died. But God gave a promise. God said, you turn from your wicked ways, you, sh you leave behind your sin and come back home to me. Like a loving father with his arms wide open, saying, Here I am. And as for Israel, he redeemed him, redeemed her to her full glory. When they came out of captivity, when King Cyrus returned them back to their return to Jews, back. To Jerusalem. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our God. That is our hope ladies and gentlemen. In this great nation of the United States. In all her glory. Her majesty. Our sin of our nature reflects back to God's nation. It is a mirror image. For sin is the nature's poison. For example, Israel's continuation of idol worship 
immoral sexuality, evil deeds, not walking in the spirit of God like Israel sends America. And all her beauty and majesty is slowly poisoning itself with sin by simply rejecting God. Just like many nations or empires allow sin to poison itself by rejecting God are the same results and consequences of sin is death. The prime examples of the nations or empires who rejected God is Egypt, Babylon, Philistine, Moab, Ethiopia, Sidon, Gomorrah, Persia, Rome, Assyria, Tyre, Nineveh, all prime examples of nations who rejected God. Their sins and total rejection of God are results of total annihilation or erased from history completely. When Persia took over Babylon, destroyed it, wiped it completely off the map of the earth, Never was it to rise again. Rome fell. Yes, in one day. It took years to build, but one day. And one day it fell. Egypt. One of the earliest civilizations of all creation. Other than Babylon. Which Babylon was where Eden come from. But that is for another time. Yes. It is the birthplace. Of the Garden of Eden. Babylon was. So. God took them back. Where it all began. But just like these great nations or empires. They all fell. They all fell for one reason, one reason only. Rejection of God. To be completely erased from history. To never be uttered again or ever be taught about again other than in your history books. Just the only memory that those nations have left. Time and time again, God warned his people about their rebellious hearts. He sent prophets and prophets. And finally, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us from our sin of the world. To save us from our own. Those who believe in him shall be saved. Unlike Israel, God had not yet sent a foreign nation to drive out our wickedness. But don't tempt him. Don't test him. Doesn't mean he won't one day. Just because he had not done it yet. And the only reason we're still standing is because he's allowed it. No matter how our destruction may come, it will always point back to our sin. The wickedness of man's heart. We as a nation who was built by Christian views must learn from other mistakes. For like our nation who reject God all face the same results. Death. Proverbs 14.34 says <clears throat> Fight uh, <clears throat> Excuse me Righteousness exalts a nation But sin is a reproach to all Allow this to be a warning. 
Allow this to be a warning against the eagle, against her majesty, against her glory. She only stands because God allows her to stand. Allow her to hear this warning. That she repents from her wicked ways. For the eagle shall too fall. For she is spiraling out of control further and further away from God because of her sin. This warning is for America. For all her glory and all her majesty. For God have mercy on her. Heed this warning. The beautiful and the bold. The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations who forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them into fear, O Lord, that the nations may know they're just but men. Psalms 9, chapter 9, 17 through 20. Heed this warning, O great nation, O great eagle. There is hope and repentance, and his name is Jesus Christ. To put God back in our nation again, to put Christ back at the top. For like it or not, he will be at the top and always will be, even if we don't want him to be. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so whomever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For it is not just the God of Israel, but for he is the God of all nations. Those who overcome by believing in Jesus Christ, shall inherit all things. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolers, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Revelations chapter 21, verse 8. Verse 7 through 8. And my final thoughts. I'd like to leave leave you with these final thoughts. This great nation shall never be destroyed by foreign enemies, nor shall it be destroyed, or it shall be destroyed from within. President Abraham Lincoln. The Bible is the sheet anchor of our liberties. U.S. Grant. President U.S. Grant. That book, sir, is the rock of which our republic rests. Andrew Jackson. And the very first president of this great nation who led us in victory over 
the British in the Revolutionary War. George Washington. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God or the Bible. President George Washington. Ladies and gentlemen of this great nation, may God bring you love, peace, and God's grace. As we close, we close in prayer. Lord, we pray, Lord, we pray for this great nation that she turns from her wicked and rebellious ways That you bless us, Lord. Bless those who, who give. Bless those who can't. Bless those who are, are against us. For they need you more than the ones who do. Because they don't understand. But we are not to judge them. Only you are to. For you are the King of kings, the God of all gods, the God, the Almighty, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, precious Jesus Christ, we thank you for what you've done. We thank you for everything you do. Forgive us where we fail you. And the people say, Amen. May God bring you love, peace, and God's grace.